Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Shane Pilcher, CIO at Siskin Hospital. In this segment, we talk about the gradual process his team is using to replace legacy systems, why being a consultant is the perfect preparation for the CIO role, and the key lessons he learned during his time with the Navy. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvada the healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at improvata.com. What are some of the other really pressing things on your plate right now? Well, as with everyone, security is huge. Yeah. And that's an equal uh, top priority. Um, also, just um, legacy systems. So, you know, the, this organization has done a fantastic job of investing in technology, and and the fact that they put an EHR in ten years ago, with, you know, without meaningful use, pushing us that direction, since we don't fall under meaningful use, it really kind of shows the foresight of the organization in wanting to enable their caregivers and administrative team um, through technology. But the problem is that you put the system in. And if it's not maintained, it can really get old and outdated and unsupported very quickly. And so we had a lot of systems like that. So while we knew we were going to be replacing our EHR platform, we also had a lot of legacy systems that needed to be replaced. And as of this year, we will probably have the final remaining legacy systems that has really been uh, kind of holding us back in some areas out and either replaced or upgraded so that we can now put an EHR on top of everything and really move forward. So those are the, the three big areas that we've been focusing on this year. As far as security goes, I would imagine there's, there's not a CISO, but is there somebody who is charged with that, or does that fall under your purview? <laughs> that falls under me as well. Um, right. And that's been another area of learning, of drinking through a fire hose. Um, sure. you know, it's, while an organization does a fantastic job of doing all the technical pieces to keep their infrastructure hardened and secured, if you're not doing the formal processes, then you'll fail an audit anyway, even, even if you're doing everything else right. You know, while we were doing everything right from um, you know, a technical perspective, it's taken some time for us to get that formal infrastructure in place as well. So um, one of my team members is actually going for a um, security certification that I plan on being able to use as our ISO. However, you know, in this organization, everybody wears multiple, multiple hats, so it falls on a few of us, and it's been a, an interesting journey to, to start getting that program in place as well. Right. For, for that team member, though, it, it sounds like that's a, that's a great opportunity yeah. to build on a skill that's in a lot of demand right now. It is, and um, it, it really takes a lot of time and a lot of focus as well you know, to, to do it right. So definitely excited to be able to give them that opportunity and be able to have additional eyes on that than just mine. Yeah, sure. Now, in terms of the, the legacy systems that, that are being replaced, this has been like a, a long-term plan to just stag, stagnate it a certain way, but is that how it had to be done? Just yeah, from a capital perspective, from a, a bandwidth of uh, the number of FTEs that we can can put on it. Um, two, I, just just the effects that it has on our workflows, it had to be a phased approach um, since there's also so many dependencies across those legacy systems. So as we've been able to 
address systems and then we'll be able to address systems that are dependent upon them and have eventually gotten this place where we've been able to address most um, and hopefully by the end of this fiscal year all of our legacy systems. Right. Okay. Now, um, prior to coming to Siskin, you were with uh, you, you were a consultant for several years, right? I was. I spent about 15 years consulting. Okay. So I, I imagine that you can certainly benefit from that experience in your co current role. Have you found that to be the case? I do. I do. Um, you know, I, I feel very lucky that I was able to um, get exposure to numerous healthcare IT shops around the country. Uh, being able to identify kind of what works, what doesn't work, be really exposed to a lot of different processes. And I think that that's a strength that I uh, was able to bring into this organization. I'll say one of the areas that I wasn't, um, you know, in, in a consulting firm and in a small organization, it's you, you get very nimble and you can move very quickly. And as a consultant, you don't always um, get pulled into the infrastructure of an organization and have to address different committees and different policies and different procedures. So um, getting used to getting used to, to again to having to go to different committees to get things done or uh, different processes and procedures that you need to do to to address certain things that was a little bit of a of an area that I had to relearn. Right, and I guess that's something you just kind of learn by doing. Absolutely. Oh. And is it a little bit difficult to break out of um, the, the consulting mode where you, you're somewhere to solve a specific problem and then, you know, as is the case, you move on? So is it difficult to, to break out of that thinking? I, I would say no, um, because as a CIO, you're essentially a consultant in, in every case. I mean, you are that liaison between every business unit um, every workflow unit and technology. Uh, so, um, you know, having to be able to think broad term uh, as a consultant, depending on the scope of the projects that you're on and, uh, you know, the tasks that you're asked to do, um, you're expected to, to think more broadly than, than just what you're working on and, and bring some level of expertise or advice to the client. And I kind of see the same way here. Uh, you know, anytime I'm conversing with any um, leader of any other, other department in the hospital, I need to be able to understand them enough that I can bring some kind of advice and, and value uh, to the conversation. So I right. kind of see it very similar. Um, and the fact that you're not, you know, fixing a need and then moving on to the next is actually very refreshing to me. Um, yeah. Being able to actually see something grow out of what you're doing and uh, being able to be part of it long term has been really exciting. Oh yeah, sure. That's, that's the, the flip side of it. Yeah. Okay. And you know, you also had quite a bit of experience in the Navy, and that's always interesting to me to speak with people who have been in the military and just how some of that time um, has, has influenced your career and kind of the leadership style you've adapted. What, what have you found? Well, I, uh, I truly treasure those years. I spent 21 years in the Navy. Um, eight of those were active, and, and 13 were reserves. Um, so um, a lot of experiences. And I'll say the, probably the, the values that I got from my military career and was able to bring into um, my current career is, um, one, loyalty, um, 
commitment um, and courage. Uh, so you know, being loyal to the organization to make sure that you're protecting them to, into every, in every way that you should. Um, committed to, uh, to delivering on what you need and the courage to do what you need to do. Um, so all those pieces kind of factor in. As far as leadership, knowing that you're responsible for a job and you're expected to do it in the military, you, you delivered. And if you didn't, it could have some dire consequences. So you, you get used to learning how to make quick decisions, but not rash decisions. And then learning how to adapt and pivot as the um, situation changes. So I think all those were really um, kind of key pieces that I kind of take with me every day into my current job. As you lead the staff that you have, and these are people who, as you alluded to, really have to have, uh, be able to wear multiple hats and have to, to be able to, to pivot, I'm sure. What, what are the, um, the, the qualities that, that you really um, value in your team? Well, I am uh, I'm very collaborative in, in how I lead my team, um, and that's kind of coming from the military um, way as well. When I put somebody in, into a position, I look for them to own that position. Uh, they're they're supposed to to understand it, to get in, to to get their hands dirty to the point where they they understand everything about that area of responsibility, mm-hmm. and they own it to the point where they see problems before problems happen. And when they come to me with a problem, they also have a solution, which is something that we were taught in the military all the time. You don't come with a problem. You come with a solution with it. Right. And that solution for me should be, it shouldn't be me deciding what solution it is. It really should be them. And only on a rare occasion do I say no. And that might be because of, of some information they're not aware of or some implication that they didn't see that I do. Outside of that, it's yay or nay, and, and they run with the area that they're in. Um, and that's something that I look for in any individual on our team because you have to wear so many hats. Yeah. They've got to have a passion for doing what they're doing to go along with the skill that they're, uh, they, they need to, for that job. But without passion, they're not going to be able to drive a solution to um, you know, resolution and to be able to continually pivot when things change like it does every day. So a very passionate person that loves what they're doing, that cares about our patients and what we're doing as an organization are critical for any team member that we have. Right. Right. And it's, uh, it's not going to slow up anytime soon. So <laughs> have to Not at all. And that, and, and that is a challenge. I mean, yeah. you know, when you stay in implementation mode, um, it's very easy to get burned out. Uh, many organizations have been in implementation mode for years and don't really see that changing much. So being able to Try and manage that. Um, having uh, um, ways that your your team can get a mental break and step away. So when they when things are really really stressed and you know they they need that breather, being able to identify that and and give them that breather like they need, but then allow them to jump back in the fight and you know keep moving forward with their mission. Uh, so I don't see it stopping anytime soon. No. No, especially with the, with your plans for the next year. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Um, it's been really interesting to speak with you, and I'll definitely be uh, contacting you again because I think we'll have more to talk talk about in a year or so. I certainly would love to. I uh, like I said, I, I think you guys have a a great um, you do a great service, um, and and I, I'm excited to be part of it. So thank you very much for the invitation. 
Sure thing, and uh, I'll be in touch soon. All right, sounds great. Okay, bye-bye, Shane. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.